and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hello, friends. I want to talk a little bit today about something that is very important, and it is about what AA is not and what sponsors are not. And what AA is not is not therapy meaning we do not therapize people, we are not doctors. And increasingly, it's becoming really hard to have like the quote unquote, pure alcoholic, because so many of us, myself included, have mental health issues. Um, Mine are pretty mild. I suffer from anxiety of which I take a medication to deal with, um, which does not leave me feeling medicated or anything but myself. But I have had and do have sponsees with multiple mental health diagnoses. It runs in my family. And there have been many times in recovery where someone has tortured themselves thinking they're not doing the program right because they don't feel stable or they're not happy, joyous, and free, only to find out that it's a thyroid issue. Or for women, it's a hormone issue. Or it's a mental health issue that has yet to be diagnosed. And so for those things, we are not qualified as members of AA. Unless we are also a practicing physician or psychiatrist or psychotherapist. But at AA.org, there's a really, there's a lot of really good stuff. And one of them talks about the AA member, medications and other drugs. And it says, because this subject involves important medical decisions, a group of physicians who are members of AA and two physicians who are friends of AA were asked to review that, the pamphlet on medication and other drugs. So it talks about the misuse of prescription medication, how nobody in AA should play doctor, and that's medical advice and treatment that should come from a qualified physician. Um, but also that active participation in the AA program is a major safeguard against alcoholic relapse. It talks about the importance of doctors knowing you're in recovery. Uh, I happen to have a couple of sponsees right now that have trauma in their background, and we are about to embark on doing a fourth inventory. And under the advice of my of people in my life, that are in AA, but also mental health professionals, and a friend of mine who is also a mental health professional, she's a psycho registered family and marriage psychotherapist. They all say the same thing, which is for them, it's very helpful to know that someone is in recovery and working with a sponsor. But it is also helpful for them to know when the fourth inventory is being done. And if they're not familiar with it, telling them that I'm about to do a trauma inventory, basically, so that they can assist in what may come up for the person. I myself am working with a sponsee in particular who I absolutely think needs to be very close to her therapist as we go into her fourth because she does have a lot of trauma in her background. So I think it's really important as we navigate these times right now that we understand what takes what place, what slot, what peg goes into what hole. And so recovery needs to be integrated into all of these things, but not one or the other can be replaced with it. Um, 
It says here, be sensitive to warnings about changes in your behavior when you started new medication and when your dose is changed. Being cognizant and aware that medication changes will ripple effect into other areas. Also, getting sober will often lessen the severity of some mental health issues like depression and anxiety, not just simply because you're no longer mixing booze or drugs with your medication, but because the, the combined effects of those things are having less and less of an effect on your state of awareness or perception. Also, drugs seem to commonly mit and um, miss misused, I want to say misinformantly. That's not even a word. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation about drugs being an outside issue or depression being an outside issue in the rooms of 12-step fellowships, which couldn't be further from the truth. All throughout the big book, it talks about depression. It talks about fear as a thousand manifesting itself in a thousand different forms. It talks about Bill's own experience with drugs and alcohol. So it is not an outside issue. Just like in the church, I'll ask, is something scriptural or is it traditional? In AA, is this a traditional long-held belief or is it actually within the pages of the big book or the 12 and 12? I think, you know, back in the 40s when this program started, there wasn't a lot of common knowledge around mental health issues. As Just as a plain alcoholic exhibiting alcoholic symptoms or alcoholic seizures or alcoholic breakdowns, um, we were relegated to sanitariums or jails. There were no treatment centers. So now we're starting to see how prevalent mental health issues are in our society, and we have to integrate them responsibly into AA. My first grand sponsor was staunchly against any kind of medication for mental health issues, and she was married to a doctor, and I think she was wrong. And But her best wisdom was passed along to me in that regard, and I took it as gospel truth, and I now know better. So for anybody that's sponsoring someone with mental health issues or suspects mental health issues, I always ask when a new sponsee comes on board, what medications are you taking? Do you have mental health diagnosis? Are you working with mental health professionals? Are you doing anything else to cope, i.e. marijuana, sleeping pills, like anything? Because it's important for me to know what is what kind of person is coming to me and how I can and cannot help them. A lot of people are afraid to tell their doctors that they are in recovery because the doctors sometimes put it on a file. My doctor heard me and then forgot. Um, but even my homeopath, when I used to go to one, she would give me tinctures that were in alcohol. And so I had to tell her um, I'm an alcoholic in recovery. Some doctors uh, will need to know this, and then they will know how to prescribe medications in going forward. Uh, some think, sometimes with dentists, that's a good thing to talk about. I used to have an incredible urge to drink after I had nitrous oxide to have dental procedures performed. I no longer do. But it, I told my sponsor that this is what happened. So she was there and on guard for me whenever I would have dental issues. I mean, my God, my mouth is worth like $75,000 at this point with implants and braces and cialoliths and root canals. And I mean, you name it, I've had it. 
This this mouth is very precious. Remember back in the day when Vanna White had her legs insured? I should have my mouth insured. I also, by the way, still have two baby teeth. <laughs> and they are still hanging in there. And thank you, God, because that means two more implants. And that is a very lengthy, very expensive thing to go through. But all of this is helpful to the addict and to the people in the addict's life, including the medical professionals. So please be aware of that. And also when you're with a sponsor or you're with very close sobriety people, also let them know. Because if you, for example, have, um, it's not bipolar disorder, it's not bilateral personality disorder. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, it's something personality disorder. Uh, the characteristics of that are very obvious to someone that knows what they're looking for. Often people with the personality disorder I'm talking about that I can't remember will go from will go from being okay to being very not okay. They can have a break, they can lose touch with reality, they can go from loving you to having a rage against you. Those things are important to know for anybody in your life, whether it's a new person you're dating or someone in the program, just so that people understand. And if they don't understand and may not be comfortable working with you, there's hundreds of us in recovery that have multiple addictions or multiple health diagnoses that can help. And it's never usually, for me, in my experience, the people where it's like obvious Uh, I have friends that are bipolar with other associated health diagnoses that are on antipsychotics and antidepressives. And these are some of my most favorite people in my life. I, I it's rare for me that I don't have someone in my life with at least one mental health issue, myself included. Um, and is something good to talk to somebody that you're in a relationship with because truth and honesty is the best policy. It's the best place for people to get to know you from, but it's the best place for you to be surrounded in an environment that is supportive and ensures that you're safe. And there's only so much we can do on that front, but we got to do what we can. So I hope that was helpful for you. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget how much amazing information is on the AA.org site. There's even updates on coronavirus. There's, I mean, you could spend days upon days reading the stuff, but there's also a link to go to an online bookstore to order your literature. There's a daily reflections you can literally click on. Let's read the daily reflection for today. So I'm on the AA.org website. There's a button that says read daily reflections. And today, June 7th, is long-term hope. Since most of us are born with an abundance of natural desires, it isn't strange that we often let these far exceed their intended purpose. When they drive us blindly or we willfully demand that they supply us with more satisfactions or pleasures than are possible or due us, that is the point at which we depart from the degree of perfection that God wishes for us here on this earth. That is the measure of our character defects, or if you wish, of our sins. That's from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 65. Then there's a reflection underneath. This is where long-term hope is born and perspective is gained, both of the nature of my illness and the path of my recovery. 
The beauty of AA lies in knowing that my life with God's help will improve. The AA journey becomes richer. The understanding becomes truth. The dreams become realities. And today becomes forever. As I step into the AA light, my heart fills with the presence of God. What a beautiful way to end this podcast. I wish you well. I wish you love. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.